You know, it's funny because like typically I don't think about these questions at all before we do this show. Yeah, what is a knowledge base? That's that's the question of the day, right? It it really is. And it's I think it's in, it's it's super important that we actually answer that one because it that term like a lot of others has morphed over the ages in like what it's actually referring to. And I've heard I have heard people refer to typical help sites as knowledge bases. I have heard people refer to, uh, I've heard some people refer to a typical help site as a knowledge base and then be corrected that it's not actually a knowledge base, that that's a help site. Um, so I think it would, I think it would behoove us to talk about it. Like, what is it before we move on to the other questions you had? Till. Yeah, there are, there are several. But let's start with the what, what, is, what is a knowledge base, Patrick? Start Who needs there. a knowledge base, Patrick? Um, the um, so this is, I think, a philosophical question. <laughs> I disagree so really entirely. Good. You disagree. <laughs> Perfect. Um, <laughs> um, so you know, it's funny because, like, typically, I don't think about these questions at all before we do this show. <laughs> Which John, if you're listening, is probably a thing that we could cut out and put on social media as a teaser. <laughs> um, but uh, in all seriousness, I, I tend to like just kind of come in and rely on the number of years that I don't even really want to mention in this industry um, as kind of my background. Three. Three. That's right. Going on four. Um, but this one, I, I thought about it a little bit. And then other things came into my mind, but I still don't have a super good answer on, <laughs> on this because I do think it's like, it's really open to interpretation. Yeah. I, so because I, I have a tendency to be a little anal about these things and when I'm trying to understand something, I have this strong desire to understand everything about it. Mm-hmm. I actually did some reading on this one as well, which I don't typically do. Um, and knowledge base the term originally referred to, so a database would be like a flat structure of data and it was in like a tabular form. So think like, a, you know, if you could put it in like a massive Excel sheet, but it's all one level. And apparently knowledge base originally refers to um, information stored in something kind of like a database, but it's actually structured. And so that a machine could read through it and draw conclusions about things. So it could actually run something along the lines of, of inference patterns or inference, stru- inference structures and draw conclusions. So it could take, um, you know, very simple logical arguments and it could draw the appropriate conclusion because the information is going to be structured in there in such a way that the machine can draw that conclusion out of it. Um, but it was all machine-based. It, it wasn't so much for humans, human consumption. And now it's something more along the lines of human consumption. So knowledge base would be like, you know, our help site. And then typically I think people will include organization related things. I will be honest. I did not know that. That's a, that is a really, really interesting fact, but it, <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. It's, it does make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if this is like going back to like sparkle. Like, did you find any sparkle in your, your reading there? No, I didn't see any sparkle, but I will go back and look now because anytime I can 
enjoy the term sparkle in a bit of reading, I'm happy to do that. So sparkle was intended to be a query language for, I think, ontologies, but like also it was supposed to be kind of a natural language query language for like deriving knowledge out of, I don't know. It's been a long time since I read about it, but it sounds like this is kind of of the same, the same ilk. Did they spell it S P A R Q L? I yeah, hope yeah, they did. Yeah, something like that. that would, yeah. Yeah. That would really drive me bonkers. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. reading about sparkle for the first time and being like, this is amazing. And then reading about it for like, I don't know, another few hours and you're like, wait, how does this work? <laughs> so <laughs> that's how yeah, I feel about anyways. anytime I read anything on AI, I'm like, awesome. Wait, what? This can't work. We're not devolving into an AI conversation right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, we've got to quit that. We shut it down. Yeah. None of that right now. Okay. So um, knowledge bases. So the, the framing the conversation on what a knowledge base is as related to what a database is, is super interesting. So we'll come back to like what a, how I define a knowledge base in a few minutes, but I want to like follow this thread a little bit. So if you think about a database, a database, as you said, is, well, I mean, historically it was tabular. Now there's a lot of different types of databases, but yeah. it was really just right. Right. Um, fully tabular structured data that you could access with a query language. And obviously the most popular of those being SQL. And Sparkle. Mm, you know, runner up. <laughs> um, if a knowledge base is going to follow that same, that same pattern, then the concept would be that it's knowledge in some type of a structure that you can access with queries. So those queries are primarily going to be in today's day and age, they're going to be searches, right? Yep. Yep. But you know, a single like fuzzy search is not going to be super effective. So the thing you have to add into it is parameters, which is, you know, faceting it's metadata. Yep. Um, So one of the ways that you could define a knowledge base is you could say that it's highly structured content that is, um, embedded with enough metadata or has enough tagging and metadata on it that you can effectively query against it to get to a result. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so we, we've kind of talked about like the where the term knowledge base came from, which is cool. Um, and we've talked a little bit about like taking that definition and applying it to, um, you know, what a more modern knowledge base is. But like, let's talk about like what people mean when they say that they um, they need or want or are using a knowledge base today? You know, I think one thing that I've, I've come across for a knowledge base. So it, I think by default, we can, I think everybody would agree there's going to be help content in there, whether that's manuals, guides, something like that. It's going to have help content. I mean, what else is it if it's not providing guidance on something? What I find most interesting though, is that some people choose to include user contributed content like i've seen people who are who are drawing a distinction at user contributed content for something that's a knowledge base versus something that's not a knowledge base something that's a help site um and that's a really interesting place to draw the line i think uh, because you you can often get different types of systems that can provide that kind of contribution better than others and if if somebody draws the distinction in that way lots of things that i would probably consider a uh, knowledge base because I I don't I'm not going to draw the line at user contribution 
lots of things I would consider a knowledge base now all of a sudden don't get included in that definition because they're not user like user contributions aren't possible in them. Yeah. So I, I think that you're right. A lot of people do. They, there's an aspect of user contribution, um, you know, without getting too far into the minutia of what a user is in this context that comes into where the definition of a knowledge base is drawn. I wouldn't say that's, I'd say that that definition is maybe aged a little bit. I think that was a lot more common, um, call it five years ago. I think that was like almost a hard and fast definition that like knowledge bases had this concept of being yeah. a little bit like free form in terms of like, they were more like wikis and you know, they were, they were a little more bi-directional in a lot of ways. Um, and I, I don't, I don't see that definition definition quite as much anymore because I think that um, for, I think that contribution from community is covered by community support portals and community discussion forums and those types of things where like, if you are a user of a product, like you can go and like talk about it with other users and there's a, mo a moderator and stuff like that. So I think they've really taken up that, um, that aspect of it. And I also think that like, you know, while organizations are willing to let those places be kind of free and open and a little bit wild west in terms of like what's on there and, you know, some moderation, but, you know, only cer a certain level. I think that the assets which organizations are, you're kind of like putting their brand on fully and saying like, this is, you know, a knowledge base for Hereto. Um, there's a there's a level of desire for that, for like accuracy and professionalism and consistency that's higher than it was. It, uh, points in the past um yeah. and therefore i think that yeah. that has that has changed a little bit the desire for there to be the kind of um user contribution so but i accept that yeah. that's part of some people's definition yeah i think that's i like that content rules but it can be a lot Sure, you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear, because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.